Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School, Chicago. I hope and pray that the following message blesses you with peace and hope in Christ, who died and rose for you, for free. It is yours. If you'd like to support God's mission of giving life, hope, peace, joy, and love in the city of Chicago, go to stjames-lutheran.org. Peace. Thus says the Lord of hosts, don't listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Enjoying uh, King Lear these days. Ever heard of King Lear or watched it, played out Shakespeare? It's got a theme that you see throughout a lot of literature. It's just an ancient, archetypical theme. A great person listening to bad advisors. In fact, usually yes people, right? They always say yes to you. So King Lear only listens to, in fact, there's actually a great Japanese movie, Ran, 1985. Check that out. Beautiful. Same idea in the samurai context. But the king listens to people that tell him what he wants to hear and doesn't listen to the person that does, right? In fact, exiles that person. It always goes bad, right? And I think one way to sum, one, one uh, fairy tale that sums this up is the empire's, emperor's new clothes. Huge, right? By, uh, uh, what, what's his name there? Hans Christian, what's his name? Andersen's the last name, right? Uh, Danish. Man, awesome. All those fairy tales are fantastic. But this is famous. You know this. But there's a little interesting part I don't think we we really realize, right? So the emperor uh, is very vain, only cares about how he looks ruling and not about actually ruling. And the joke was that everybody said uh, that he would rather be in the dressing room than in the meeting room. Anyhow, these fellows come around and they say that they've got this great cloth, special cloth and clothing they can make this emperor. And of course, he's interested. And they tell him that it's got a special power to it, that when you wear it, if people can't see it, that means they are not people you should have in your company, and they must not be very smart. Get it? And so he had the clothing made, and of course, there is no clothing. It's totally nothing invisible, and nobody would point out that he wasn't wearing anything because they didn't want someone to tell them that they were not smart enough to be in his company. Does that make sense? They didn't want to admit that there's nothing there because they wouldn't get to hang out with the king. So what did he get? He got people saying, great clothing, right? Because how dare they would trespass the king. And so he lived in his little fantasy, surrounding himself with yes people, and it all goes to disaster, of course, as he walks around absolutely naked. This is such an important theme and a challenge and a problem, and it's not just fairy tales or stories. It's not just the nature of many, a tragedy. We see this in life. We see this in former We see this in presidents, we see this in rulers, we see this in today's world. Some even might say that Putin just does that, surrounds himself by people saying yes, and that's why he's gotten himself into a lot of trouble with some poor decisions. Maybe you see that in your own 
life, only listening to yes people, not allowing any honest person in your company, and living kind of a fantasy. It doesn't ever, it never ends well when you do that. The people of Judah that Jeremiah is speaking to had that problem. The kings and the people had a bunch of prophets. They would come in the name of God, and they would say, everything you're doing is A-okay, it's fine, it's great, and God loves you and is going to bless you. Keep doing what you're doing. And why not, right? The king wants to hear that. Applause to every little thing he does. The people and their culture of the time. No one wants to hear someone tell them they're wrong or going the wrong way or God's mad at them. Except for this Jeremiah guy. So Jeremiah is sent the job of speaking the truth. And guess what happens to Jeremiah? He is not popular. He is stoned to death with real stones, by the way. He is exiled, ends up dying in Egypt, and probably killed by people that were tired of him telling them they were wrong. In fact, it's interesting, you know, Jeremiah, it wasn't easy for him. If you read Jeremiah and Lamentations, I mean, so often he is kind of upset, like, God, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I'm speaking the truth, and yet I'm getting hurt, and yet these people are just doing their thing, and they're becoming more successful. It was not an easy job for Jeremiah. And what's really funny, too, for the people of Judah, this is the southern kingdom. Remember, after Solomon, this kingdom breaks up into Israel, northern kingdom, and the southern And the northern kingdom, Israel, had the same problem. And prophets went to them telling them, stop treating the poor terribly or not caring about those in need. Stop chasing after other gods. Stop not following my law of a good society that benefits everybody. And finally, God said, forget it. And the northern kingdom was conquered by Assyria. So Judah's sitting here and they saw how it all, they've seen this TV show before. They saw their northern neighbor, neighbors listen only to yes men and eventually had everything taken from them. And they, like every tragedy, every Shakespearean tragedy, every Greek tragedy ends up the same way, bad. And yet, they actually thought it'd be different for them. They surrounded themselves with yes men. When you hear about this, this political, geopolitical situation, cultural situation, I know it's, it might be easy to say, to think about just our politics. Yeah, I wish this president or that president or that governor or this leader would have a good circle of people and not just to listen to people that like him and just want to say stuff that pleases him or her. But don't, don't do that. Or I think when we hear this surrounding ourselves with yes men, you might think and maybe should think of our social media. Literally, a logarithm is making sure you only see things that confirm your worldview, right? And just takes you down rabbit holes of only seeing things that confirm and affirm what you believe and that that person and those people are way out to lunch, terrible, insane, the devil. This is a huge problem, I think, in America. Maybe a huge reason why we are so dysfunctional 
is because we surround ourselves, like I have the picture on there, listening to podcasts, listening to information, listening to people that we like to say what we want them to say. That's dangerous. I think we've got a huge problem because we surround ourselves with yes men. We are all these emperors that only want you to tell us everything we do and everything they think is good. But let's go a little deeper than that. When you hear Jeremiah say, stop listening to those people that are lying, who are telling you everything's fine and you're fine. Jeremiah, who is exiled, punished, because he spoke the truth, that the people of God were whacked, they were wrong, they were hurting one another, and God was mad. Do you do that? Do you push out God's word when it ever makes you feel bad? Do you skip the parts in Scripture that you don't really like just to hear stuff you do like? I think we do. And I mean, I don't care who you are, left, right, conservative, liberal, we like to take pieces of God's word and make it confirm to our worldview. We really do. We like to surround ourselves with yes men. You are right, Joel. Everything you think is correct. And this happens across the spectrum. We like to say that those guys do it all the time, don't we? that they misuse verses, that they are not listening to God. You don't listen to God. You're the people Jeremiah is talking to. You're the one that's quick to blame others and point out other people are not wearing any clothes. But you're the one who doesn't look so good. Whenever you read God's word, I would challenge you that every time you hear a sermon, you should feel, what, what, is, what does Jesus say? What, is, what does the Lord say through Jeremiah? I love this verse here. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? And we're like, yeah, he needs to break those rocks. You're the rock he's talking about. You're the one that needs to be hearing the truth, that you don't treat your spouse very well, that you aren't very generous. You say you're a Christian, but you don't care for those in need. You follow this Jesus, but you hate your enemies. You say that you believe in grace, and you're totally here because God chose you're here, and yet you think that person's unsavable, and they've sinned too much, or their worldview is so out of line, they don't belong in God's kingdom. Stop listening to people that just confirm your overall viewpoint. That doesn't mean I'm not talking a political or a different podcast. I'm not going to push ringside with the preacher man in my podcast. But God's word, which is not Republican or Democrat, it's not left or right. Listen to the Lord's word, be in his word, or on Sundays I hope it hurts you and crushes you and talks and you see yourself as someone who needs some correction and is going the wrong way. Jeremiah doesn't just talk bad news, by the way. He talks about a day when the righteous branch of Jesse is going to rise 
He talks about a day when the Lord is going to bring everybody back. You know, we think of Jesus, uh, we oftentimes like to think of him confirming guy, right? Jesus, he's good with you. Whatever's going on, Jesus just... He's just a fluffy doll, you know, he just loves you, right, whatever. But if you listen to Jesus, like today, he is hard on people. He isn't just going around saying, it's all good, I love you, it's all right. Jesus, if you listen to Jesus, he's going to, he's spoiling dinner parties that he's invited to by bringing someone that probably doesn't belong there. He's telling people who are very confident in their righteousness, which I think we all can be, and he loves to tell them they are not. They are wrong. He is going to, what else, what else is he doing? He's going, to, he's going to dinner with people who are clearly don't belong in the kingdom of God, and they know it, and yet Jesus hangs out with them. Jesus, when he speaks, if you have any sense of pride, If you have any sense of confidence in your righteousness, Jesus will dress you down, tear you up, crush you like a hammer. And what'd they do to Jesus? That's why they killed him. Don't like to be told we're wrong. But Jesus is not some sort of martyr for the truth. He's not some sort of model where it's like, that's what happens, you speak the truth, you get hurt, but you know, let's be like Jesus. That's not why Jesus died. Because that same Jesus, think about this. That same Jesus has entered into our fairy tale that's going the wrong way, our tragedy, with our tragic flaw of pride, and he's coming in and he's taken our place on the cross. And he's dying for your sins. Jesus doesn't accept you. He forgives, which is far more beautiful and loving and real. You're forgiven. He died for you and rose again. Jesus has not come to simply tell you, straighten up, but he's come to straighten us up from the outside. He's entered our story, took upon our sins, died in our place, rose again, and you are forgiven. And not because you get your life all straight, but because he has entered in from outside into our world and gives us that grace. The one who calls you to repentance, the one that breaks you sometimes, is the one that loves you. And knowing that the one who's speaking to you, this God of Jeremiah, this God on the cross, it actually frees you to actually be repentant. You know what I mean? Because you're not standing before the one who, if he finds out you're wrong, it's over. You're standing before the one who loves and forgives. It's actually a joy to find wrong things in your life because you get to give them to Jesus and hear him say, "Forgive, you're forgiven. It's actually a joy for a Christian to literally be honest with themselves because you don't need to hide anymore. You can absolutely look at your life and you can talk about the stupid things you've done. You can be honest about it. You don't need to hide. You don't need yes men because you're a fragile ego because we stand before the Lord who died and rose. It's okay to admit you're wrong. 
because he forgives and loves and has patience and doesn't give up and gives us new clothes, not like the emperor's, but in, like he did for Harper, the clothes of righteousness for free. In Jesus' name, amen.